0: Great to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. I wanna say a quick hello to all of our campuses. Thanks for being a part of our services today. And also let's just take a moment to just congratulate our new Alice campus. They have a brand new building today. Let's give it up for those guys. This is our move-in day. Super excited for you guys out there in Alice. I know, man, it just looks amazing. My wife was just bragging all over it yesterday. She went out for the first service and said it was just amazing. So I'm a little jealous because she got to see it before I did, but I heard it's just amazing. So congratulations, guys. So proud of Pastor Matt and Ashley. They're doing an incredible job there in Atlas, Texas. God is doing something in Alice, Texas right now. It's really cool. Great stuff going on there. So really proud of them. I want to say a hello to all of our campuses. We love each and every one of you. And also, let's give it up for our God Behind Bars, guys. We love you. Grateful. It's interesting, our God Behind Bars campus has a spike in attendance today as we talk about the word escape. I don't understand. <laughs> no, we love you guys. Thanks for being a part of our services. Thanks for joining us today. Don't get any wrong ideas from this message, all right? So no, the truth is, is that God does want to help us all escape problems that we walk ourselves into. You know, and I make a lot of that with those guys, but funny thing, they're laughing harder than you, honestly. They're just amazing guys, and it's just a phenomenal group of people out there, and they're just so proud of them. But I will tell you, we all have walked into things that have imprisoned us. We've all walked into problems and situations that have led to our demise, and so all of us have different things we need to escape. I made a list of some things just that typically people fall into that are common among us. Uh, how about these? Drug addiction, alcoholism, a bad marriage or a bad relationship, financial problems, depression, greed, grief, lust, unforgiveness, and jealousy, just to mention a few. Maybe you're in the middle of a bad situation at work, Uh, maybe it's in your family, maybe you're just in emotional turmoil and you just can't, you you feel like you're just in this downward spiral emotionally and which leads to great depressions and, and, and you think, how do I get out of this? You know, God has a way for all of that, for you to escape all of that. So we're talking about that today. So pull out your notes if you would. And as we get started, we'd like to say our mission statement together as a church. We're here to do what? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's what we're all about here at Church Unlimited. Again, thanks for coming out. Appreciate you guys being a part of our services today. And also, I just wanted to say, last week was amazing. And uh, thanks for bringing your friends and your family. We had over 15,500 people at all of our campuses combined. Thanks so much for bringing people with you to church last week. Many of you brought your friends today as well, and so we appreciate that. We hope, of course, if you are new, come back again. We'd love to have you back. Maybe last week was your first week, and this is your second week. You're thinking, man, if I keep going, I'm going to be like Billy Graham, man. I'm just like, you know, Mr. Spiritual here three weeks in a row, right? That's awesome. In fact, I will tell you, nothing can change your life faster than just being consistent in God's house. It's really true. If you just say, I'm going to come every single week for the next five to six weeks in a row, you will see a massive change in your life just by being consistent in God's house. People say, I I just haven't heard from God in a while. And God may be saying, come on by my house. I got a lot to tell you. And so God does have a lot to tell you. So again, thanks for being a part of our services today. So today is week one of The Escape Artist. You know, I want to teach you how you can Houdini your problems away. You can basically escape your problems, but the answer actually is not to run from them, but instead to face them. Because God has a way for us to overcome those things. Otherwise, you're always going to be running from job to job, running from church to church, running from community to community, running from one marriage to another marriage. In other words, you you can't always run from your problems. you got to learn to face them and fix them and overcome them instead. So that's really what the whole series is about. And so keep in mind, it's about what do you do when you feel like escaping. We're not going to try to teach you to escape any problem. We're going to teach you to face it directly. And so glad you guys are here for this series. And yes, I am going to keep my promise later on the service. I will be attempting to escape a regulation straitjacket, so I'm going to keep my word with you. But pull out your notes if you would. I want to show you a scripture today. We're going to focus on one verse today. This one verse is so power-packed. We're going to pull, pull excuse me, four principles out of this one verse, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says this, No temptation has seized you, taken hold of you, taken control of you, tied you down. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Now, based on this one verse, we know that God wants to help you escape that problem, overcome that problem is a more appropriate word. He wants to help you get untied from what has tied you up. So let's just break this verse down now, section by section, and look at the prescription of how we can overcome our struggles as well. Here's the first part. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. Now, this may sound like an insult, what I'm going to tell you next, but it's really true, and this is good news, not bad news. Here it is. Number one, we are bound by common problems, which means your your situation is not unique. We're bound by common problems, And so everyone has a tendency to say, I'm the only one who's ever had to deal with this. I'm the only one who's had a spouse leave him. I'm the only one who has a wayward teenager. I'm the only one who's got a boss all over them. I'm the only one with this kind of a debt problem. I'm the only one. And do you hear how hollow that sounds, how ridiculous that is? Like, that's just not even close to true. I mean, how many people do we know that have had problems with their marriage? How many people do we know that have had problems with a teenager? How many people do you know that have had a debt problem? I mean, these are very common problems. And so the good news, if there's common problems, it means that someone has already solved this for you. Someone has already gotten out of the mess you're in. In fact, there are people that were deeper into a mess than you are in the same area, and they got out of it. That's good news for you. There are people fatter than you that have gotten skinny. (laughs) Right? There are people more in debt than you that have become debt-free. There are people in worse situations in their marriage than you are and that have turned their marriage around. There's people who have had worse careers than you are currently in that have turned their career around. My point is is that someone has been dealt a worse hand than you and they're winning with it, which means you can too. So I just want to encourage you to know that whatever your problem you're facing it's common, which means there's common answers and the answers do work. And Not every answer works, but there is an answer for whatever it is that you are facing today. Now I want to point out something before we go any further though that most of the problems we are in, we walked ourselves into. we got to be honest and admit that typically we create our own problems. Now, it is true you can be a victim to someone else. That does happen. But typically speaking, we are a victim to ourselves. We make our own wrong choices. I've never met anyone who got into a relationship that went really bad that didn't walk right into it themselves. No one forced them into that. They chose it. They chose to ignore the problems when they saw it and still fell in love with them anyways. And now you're like, how do I get out of this relationship that I'm all tied into? Well, for starters, quit ignoring the problems that you walked right past, that you did see with your own two eyes, that you just pretended weren't there, that were there all along. And so oftentimes we walk into our own problems. And so Luke 11 verse 4 says this, lead us not into temptation. Jesus says one of the best ways to overcome temptation is to stay away from it. So the best way to, to stay away from uncontrollable debt is don't go into debt, right? Uh, the best way to overcome a bad relationship is don't date the wrong kind of people. Then you don't fall in love with the wrong kind of person and get in a relationship with the wrong kind of person and have kids with the wrong kind of person, right? Like you keep going and going and going. And so it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And so you may say, well, Pastor, I- I've already been there, done that. What do I do now? Well, there's a way out and we can follow this step-by-step on how you can get out of this. But the first step is to quit going back in the situation. See, if someone just came along and paid off all your debt, but you didn't change your habits, you would re-indebt yourself very quickly. The reason I know this is because the moment you pay your last car payment, what are you tempted to go do? Buy another car, right? And so the truth is is that we are accustomed to indebting ourselves. And so it's no wonder we have a debt problem, right? Uh, Or or whatever your, your struggle happens to be, you know, we typically have to, we have to realize that if our habits don't change, our life doesn't change. Let me say that again. If our habits don't change, our life doesn't change. We have to change our habits. Someone tweet that. That's good. I'm telling you. If our habits don't change, our life won't change. So we are bound by common problems, which means your situation is not unique. They're, listen, the reason I know your situation is not unique, you can Google what your problem is, and there are websites dedicated to it. That should tell you how common it is, right? And so I bet you're not going to go to someone and say, I have a problem with this, and they're going to go, wow, I've never heard that. Go to a counselor or a life coach, and they're going to go, yeah, uh-huh, they, they have literally chapters and books on that one subject that you're dealing with. That's how common what we fall into is. I mean, we all, because we're all, you know, marred by the same human condition, which means we struggle in the same areas. And so whatever your struggle is, there are ways to escape. Number two, call on God to help you escape. So number one is that you're bound by common problems. Your situation is not unique. Number two, call on God to help you escape. It says, and God is faithful. God will help you get out of your situation. I heard about a guy who got on the very edge of a cliff, and he was looking over, and he got too close to the edge. You know what happens when you do that, right? He slipped and fell off the cliff, and as he was falling, he reached as, as fast as he could behind him, and there was a branch that he grabbed a hold of on the way down, about 10 feet down, and he grabbed a hold of it. He hold holding on to it. There was no one around. He just starts yelling and screaming, Help! Help! Someone help me! About five minutes in, he's barely holding on. To this one, he says, "Help! I need, is there anyone up there?" He hears this booming voice. "Yes, this is God. I will help you." He says, "Okay, help me." And he says, "Let go and trust me." He says, "Is there anyone else up there?" <laughs> we have a hard time trusting God, don't we? God can be trusted, but we do have to let go to let God, don't we? We got to say, "God, you got to take control." I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help, and so I think it's funny that 12-step has figured this out before most of us Christians have, that they have to admit that they are powerless to change and that they need a higher power. I mean, if they can admit that in 12-step, shouldn't we be able to admit this in church, that we need God to help us? We really do, so we have to learn to call on God and ask Him for His help. Listen, if you could fix it on your own, you already would have, so we need to admit that we need God, you say, God, I just need you. I need your help. I, I, I need a call to you, Lord, because I, I've tried this on my own. I can't fix this on my own. I need your help, God. And God is there for you. He really will help you. In 1994, there's a true story of a deputy sheriff named Lloyd Prescott. He lived in Salt Lake City. And uh, this particular day, he was in plain clothes. Uh, normally, he's in his you know, officer's outfit. But he was in plain clothes because he was at the library, public library, doing a training for officers And so as he was doing the training, he, during a break, dismissed himself, went to the restroom. As he slipped out to go to the restroom, he walked right into, there was a gunman shuffling 18 people into a room. And so he just walked right into, he immediately jumped in line with them on purpose and went into the room with them. The gunman began to explain to him how he was going to single-handedly take every single one of them out, how he was going to execution-style kill every one of them. As he did that, the, uh, the, then Officer Prescott immediately said, I'm an officer, which means the gunman turned right at him and began to fire at him. He pulled his gun, fired it at the gunman, fatally killing the gunman on the spot and saving 18 prisoners held Hostage. He intentionally went into that room, plain clothes. That's what God did for you. God came to this earth through Jesus, plain clothes. He took off his royal robes from heaven, and he came and dressed in human flesh like you and me, and he came into our bondage to rescue us, to set all of us free. That's what God has done for you. You can call on God. He is there for you. He really is. He wants to help you through whatever it is that you are going through. God really is there for you. Look at this next scripture. This is so powerful. It says, He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Now, this verse, frankly, is a bit insulting when you first read it because God is trying to say, He's, kind of, he's basically slapping us upside the, the head and saying, Hey, you can handle this. Quit acting like you can't do this when you can. That's what God is basically saying. He says, I will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. I'm not going to give you something that you're going through that you cannot overcome. Isn't that good to know? God is not going to ask you to do something you don't have the power to do. That is just good news to know that you can overcome whatever that you are facing. Number three is that you can escape. You can. You've got to believe you can before you'll even attempt. Because one of the reasons why people continue to go to to things that harm them over and over again and do the same habits that hurt them is because they just don't believe they can change. I mean, I can't lose weight, so hand me another Twinkie. I mean, I can't. And I'm never going to get out of debt, so I might as well go enjoy them all today. I mean, in other words, they they, they continue to spiral down in whatever their habit is because they just think, well, I can't overcome it, so I might as well just, you know, fall into this and just enjoy it, I guess. And so they literally believe a false belief that they just can't overcome it. Have you ever been guilty of this, thinking, well, I I just can't do it? I hear this in people's language. I hear them say things like, well, you know, we're just bad with money. You know, I'm a smith, and smiths are bad with money. That's just ridiculous. It's not like a gene that that you're bad with money. It's not like something came through the bloodline to you that you're not good with money. That's simply not true. You just have to change your habits, change how you spend money, change what you do with that dollar, and everything else changes. It's not based on how how much you make either, by the way. You don't have to make a lot of money. You can be bad with money, make a lot of money. Just ask uh, about half the NFL players. You can have a lot of money and be horrible with it. This is why 80% of them are broke three years after they get out of the league. It's crazy. Three years after three years after earning two million dollars a year, they're broke. How? The same way that we would be embarrassed to admit if we look at how much money we've made in the last three to five years, how much we have left. The truth is, is it really has nothing to do with your income. It has to do with what you do with your income. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that if Oprah Winfrey, Donald Trump, and Bill Gates lost all their money, or you can pick the billionaire you'd like to choose there? If you think they lost all their money, do you think they could get it back? Yeah, because it's not based upon their money. Their money, they didn't get their money back because they have money. You don't get money because you have money. You get money because you know what to do to earn it. You, you create it. Does that make sense? And so if they lost it all, they could get it all back. In the same way, there are people that you could, there is no amount of money you could give them that they would not still end up broke. You could give them hundreds of millions of dollars and they're still broke. There's examples of this, lots of examples of people who had hundreds of millions of dollars given to them, hundreds of millions given to them, and they're broke. It's based upon their habits. It's not based upon their income. In the same way, if you don't change, nothing's going to change. You have to be willing to make changes in your habits for there to be lasting change. But you have to, first of all, believe that you can handle money. Believe that you can lose weight. Believe that you can turn your marriage around. Believe that you can kick that habit. Believe that you can overcome the addiction. Believe that you can uh, you know, be happy and not depressed all the time. you got to choose to believe And once you begin to believe, you'll begin to act out that belief in your daily life. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Whatever you're facing right now that you feel like you cannot overcome it, you do have the power to overcome it. You have the power through Christ. Through Christ, you can overcome anything you're dealing with. This is great news for us today, isn't it? That whatever we're facing, we can overcome it. You can do this. Please quit believing you can't because that is a lie. You can overcome this problem. You can overcome the struggle. You can get through that divorce. You can overcome your financial problem. You can turn your career around. You can go back to college. You can get your degree. You can do this. Whatever it is you're facing, you have the power to overcome it. Someone needs to receive this in their spirit right now and recognize that you can overcome this. You have the power to do it. Well, listen, without further ado, I think it's time that I put on a straitjacket and show you how to to attempt I'm going to attempt anyways to overcome this and to escape a, a regulation straitjacket. I'm going to invite my trusty assistant to come out here and help me real quick. You guys give it up for my lovely assistant Aaron. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, just going to take a little special operations here. Lots of fun. You guys got to cheer me on now. People are mean. One last one. This one's a little personal. All right, you guys give it up for Aaron, thank you. All right, here we go. Okay, you guys ready? You guys gonna cheer me on? I need some excitement in this crowd. I wanna hear you, Alice. I wanna hear you, Rockport come on rodfield let's go first things first all right here you cheer me on come on Thank you very much. That's a lot of practice, trust me. All right. You know what my friend told me that showed me how to do that, by the way? Pastor Zach White used to do that for a living. He told me this. This is what he told me. He said, you know what? Because I said, what's the magic? What's the secret? He said, there are no secrets. There's just steps. i got some great news for you. You don't need a miracle. You need to follow the steps. Quit asking God for a miracle to lose weight when the answer is to eat right and exercise. Quit asking God for a miracle to pass your test when the answer is to study and get some good sleep. Quit asking God for a miracle to change you spiritually when God says, go to my house, listen to my word, dig in, and follow what I say. Quit asking God for a miracle to transform your career when the answer is to show up earlier and work harder. Quit asking God for a miracle to replace your laziness. Follow the steps, and God can set you free, too. Isn't it good to know that? I want to encourage you today that there are some steps you can take. Number four, you don't need a miracle. You need to follow the steps. Once you learn the steps, work the steps. It says that when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. In fact, it says in Psalms 37 verse 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Let me tell you this real quick. This is the last thing I want to say. Quit ignoring the obvious. This is where we make a big mistake with whatever we're facing in our lives. If you ignore the obvious, you won't be able to see your life change. And here's something about the obvious. Our pride gets in the way. I have people tell me. I literally heard, heard people say this to me in counseling time and again. Let me just give you a couple examples of what I've heard over and over again. It's like the alcoholic or the addict. They'll say, you know, pray for me, pastor. I need to kick this drug habit. You know, I said, well, have you gone to rehab? Oh, that doesn't work for me. But pray for me that I can quit doing drugs. I'm like, you, uh, you you, let's talk about rehab. No, I don't want to do rehab. Don't talk to me about rehab, but I want to change. Okay, here's the problem. 80% of people that have changed did rehab, so you're ignoring the obvious. You know, oh, pastor, pray that I lose some weight, but don't talk to me about what I eat. That's kind of the obvious point. Oh, pray that our marriage turns around, but I'm not going to go to counseling. See, what we do is we put up a block towards the most obvious answer. When God says he provides a way of escape, it's a common way of escape also that many people have gone down. And the only thing keeping you from going down the most obvious way to escape that problem is pride. There are simple answers. And we have to swallow our pride and follow those steps. Let me give you some obvious ways. If you're drug addiction, the obvious answer is rehab or 12 step. And by the way, we offer that here right at Church Unlimited. Did you know that every Thursday night At the broadcast campus at 6.30 p.m., we have Celebrate Recovery. What do you think that is? That's Christian 12-step. That's what that is. Please come check it out. It's powerful. Hundreds of people have already seen themselves freed from this great ministry. You are missing out on opportunity. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be depression. It could be all kinds of things. Whatever you're struggling with, whether it's pornography or lust or sex addiction or whatever you're struggling with, you can be set free. Just begin to go work the steps. Maybe you're just very negative and and, and you're hurt. And you realize you turn that around. The obvious answer is to forgive someone and to choose a positive attitude. You say, oh, don't talk to me about my attitude. Well, then don't, don't plan on getting better. That's the obvious answer. You've got to start feeding your mind with positive literature and making a choice to see the world positive. Otherwise, you're going to stay negative and depressed. If you have debt, you got, obviously you need to cancel your credit cards. You also obviously need to go to a Dave Ramsey class. If, if you're lonely, you obviously need to join a life group. If you are rebellious, you obviously need to submit to authority. Uh, and you'll quickly become unbound by that authority. The point is this, is that there is an obvious answer. We've got to quit ignoring the obvious. In fact, right now, would you bow your heads? Have your head bowed, your eye closed across all campuses right now. In the same way I asked Pastor Zach, Zach, how do I get out of this thing? I was sitting there in that straitjacket, could not move at all. And he said, you can struggle all you want, or you can learn from a guy who's done it many, many times, who learned from hundreds of other people who've done it many, many times. In other words, people have gone before you. Save yourself the time. And learn from what they've learned, do it the way they've done it and you'll get out the way they've gotten out. What has you bound? It's time to follow the steps. If your head bowed and your eyes closed instead of praying for a miracle, say God, what's my next step? God will show you right now in this prayer time when he tells you what that next step is, would you just write it down? Just take a moment to write it down in your outline somewhere there's, there's no fill in the blank for this. just write down whatever you know your next step is if you know listen if you're struggling with alcohol you're struggling with drugs, just go to rehab. Just go to twelve step. Just begin. Just take that first step. Don't let your pride keep you addicted. Don't let your pride keep you in bondage. The only person you're fooling is yourself. What's your struggle? Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Whatever your struggle is, just admit it and get some help. If you're struggling in your marriage, just, just go see a counselor. Just go pick up a good Christian book on marriage and begin to follow the steps it lays out. And you'll see things turn around. Just follow the obvious steps. God has made a way for you to escape. You don't have to be brilliant to create your own way of getting out. Others have already done it. Follow those steps. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, God sent his own son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you and me. He paid the price for all of our sins. And he rose again from the grave, proving that he's God. Now he waits for you and me to individually receive him. You can receive Christ right now by praying a very simple prayer across all of our campuses. God sent his son for you to pay that price for you so you could be set free from your sin. You can receive him right now. Would you pray this prayer with me? You can pray it out loud. You can say, Dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for me, and I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. I repent of my sins. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer, then Christ has come in your heart. But right now, with your head bowed and your eyes closed during this prayer time, if you know God is speaking to you about taking the next step to free yourself from that struggle, from the whatever has you bound, if you know God's leading you to take a next step, would you just lift your hand high and make a commitment to God and say, God, I'm going to start that step today. Just lift your hand high. Thank you. There's hands going up all across all of our auditoriums. Praise God. Thank you. Hundreds of people right now are committing to God saying, God, I'm, I'm tired of being bound. I want to be set free. I'm going to take that next step. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for the power of it. And Lord, thank you, God, that you are the escape artist. You teach us how to unbound, be unbound, how to get out of our messes. And, Lord, we ask for your power to help us as we take these steps Lord, thank you, God, for the privilege we have to walk with you. Thank you, Lord, that you give us wisdom to know what to do next. Thank you, Lord, that we are your people. And, Lord, that if we follow you, you will set us free. And when we're free with you, we're free indeed. We thank you for that. In your name we pray. And All God's people said, amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.